0: Hello everyone, we are back. This is It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark Films from the cynical cinephile point of view, which is which is my point of view if you can't tell by my voice.
1: And the hopeless romantic point of view, if you couldn't tell from my voice.
0: <laughs> Very romantic voice. My name <laughs> is Hamilton.
1: And I'm Stephanie.
0: And tonight we are continuing the Christmas in July theme is a theme that they're doing a a marketing push yep we we learned a lot about marketing in this movie so
1: hallmark wants to remind you that christmas is still a thing
0: (laughs) it's still a thing it's still a thing uh and this one is called if i only had christmas which was the big uh ccb movie from last year
1: that we somehow missed
0: that we somehow missed the the candace cameron beret movie uh for those of you that don't know the the hallmark lingo um we just saw it fresh fresh off the viewing and we have some thoughts as we as we always do which is why we have a podcast
1: um yes so we somehow did miss this one last year so we said you know we have to rectify this yeah and I she she's the
0: the main star i mean i've been correct in saying that she's probably the the heavy hitter of Hallmark, right? She is the main star.
1: Oh, for sure. It was like the finale, I believe, okay. of like the Christmas movies last year. So So if I only had Christmas. Yeah. Is a title.
0: Which is a cute title.
1: It is a very cute title, but
0: Until you told does, me it doesn't you, make sense. Until you told me the the theme of this movie. Let's just start off, Stephanie. What did you think of this movie? Is this a movie that you would watch again. Is it one that you would have on in the background while we put up our Christmas tree in July? Or is this one that you you know, you probably wouldn't watch it again, even if it was on?
1: I would sadly not watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. But it was okay. Yeah. It wasn't like I hated it. I just I don't I couldn't see myself watching it all the way through again. There were parts that I that I did enjoy.
0: Okay. All right. I'm going to start off by saying that I'm actually a CCB fan. There are a couple of movies of hers that I actually do really enjoy watching. When they're on, I will watch them again, and I, I really enjoy them. Um, she has a, a special spot, I think, in these movies, and she needs to be in the right type of movie. Uh, unfortunately, this this wasn't a good movie for her. Um, I don't think this is a good movie overall. It was it was kind of strange in a lot of ways, um, and you know we'll kind of get into that as as we as we talk about it. But I think she does best when she's in a movie with magic. As as no, honestly, as crazy as that sounds, whenever there's something magical happening, she just she dives right in. Like there, there's something about it that, that just really works for her when there's magic when there's Santa. Christmas magic just something otherworldly going on even the twins one that's otherworldly to me so when there's that happening she knocks it out of the park for me um, anytime where it's kind of serious or there's like a cause uh, I'm thinking of the last, not the, the year before last with the the foster care just I can't really connect it just doesn't doesn't fit right this one had the school issue that she was fighting for yeah I just I can't get into that but when there's like magic I'm here for her
1: so this is probably an unpopular opinion uh, and yes coming from the hopeless romantic I well I will say I am a CCB fan of of her as a person mm-hmm. and uh, like in real life but she's not my favorite actress okay. she's not my favorite in the Hallmark movies I think she is great for Hallmark. Uh, And she, because she has the very bubbly personality. I loved her in Full House, but that's funny that you say you didn't think this role fit for her, because I actually felt this was one of my more like favorite roles of hers that I've seen.
0: Really, that's funny. Okay, yeah, all right, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I think her probably her best performance, just from an acting standpoint, and these roles was either the twins one. Or even Shoe Addicts. I thought she, she crushed Shoe Addicts.
1: Shoe Addicts was good. And I also really like Christmas Under Wraps. Yeah. Uh, that one's good with the, you know, she goes to the little town, the Aurora Borealis. Is <laughs> that's that's that classic. One. That's yeah. classic. I do. I do like that one. This one. And I think, you know, I had read some reviews about this one. I think this one was very business heavy. And I think we've talked about that in some of the other podcasts that... That, to me, those aren't my favorite when they focus more on the business than the actual, like, Christmas aspect.
0: Well, and not just that, it was vague business. You know, it took me, I think I think I looked at the time, it was about 12 minutes until I kind of figured out what was going on in this film. It was very vague business. The the buzzword for these movies right now seems to be pitch deck. They, <laughs> they love tossing around pitch deck now. We
1: did just hear that in Crashing Through the yeah. Snow. Yeah,
0: so... Uh, yeah, there's some vague vague business in this film and not enough uh, romance. And, you know, we'll, you know, there, yeah, there's a lot of vague business. Um, why don't we go ahead?
1: Everyone's waiting for it.
0: <laughs> they, they probably are. How's
1: she going to make a plot summary out of this one? <laughs> out of
0: a movie where it took us a minute, 12 of those minutes, to figure out what was going on. Let, let's hear this plot well, summary.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I didn't do a very good job. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> let's, I'm excited. Go ahead.
1: Darcy isn't in Kansas City anymore. When she decides to leave home at Christmas to do some PR for a big company, she meets some interesting characters including Glenn, mm-hmm. a secretive VP she falls for. That's all I got. Seriously? That's I thought, all I got.
0: I thought you'd bring it home with a nice big finish like
1: I was pressed for time. <laughs>
0: I was, uh, I was up for it until yeah. I just, Yeah, it was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. The thing that we're going to say right away, though, is that there... I, almost, I can't say it without chuckling a little bit. I, there's a Wizard of Oz theme for this Christmas movie.
1: A very business-heavy Christmas movie. With the
0: Wizard of Oz. And...
1: I, I thought there would be magic in this movie. When I heard that there was like a wizard of Oz sort of theme, I thought I was like kind of intrigued and I thought there would definitely be magic. Yeah. Cause it's CCB and, and she's
0: great. Again, she, she's great with yeah. magic. Yeah.
1: So, but no, there was, there was no magic.
0: There was no magic. Um, and they just kind of hit you over the head with, with the wizard of odd kind of references. I, I, I'm just thinking about it right now, just from a, you know, From a story standpoint, from a script writing standpoint, I, I don't know why. I'm not sure why. When I think of Christmas, I don't think of Wizard of Oz. When I think of Wizard of Oz, I don't think of Christmas. There's, there's They don't go together. And so when you try to put two things together, they they kind of fall apart like that. So this movie didn't work for me because you you either go full Wizard of Oz, like he said with the magic, or you go full Christmas, put them together, you lose on on both for me.
1: Yeah, so I noticed the teleplay and the story are by two different people. Okay. So I think maybe that's where the the issue came in. At least I'm just assuming, just gathering context clues. Yeah. Um, because the teleplay was by Sarah Montana, who we are bit huge fans of yeah. here at the podcast. Um, New Year's Resolution, Love to the Rescue, yeah, Two Turtle Doves. She can do no wrong. So this movie I was looking forward to because I knew she had done the teleplay. But then when I looked further, I saw the story it was by someone else. So maybe, you know, they came to her I'm like, let's do a Christmas business movie, Wizard of Oz theme. Go. And I feel like she did the best she could yeah. <laughs> with, with that kind of story. um, And I could totally be wrong if that's how it. You know, worked out or not, but it it was a little it was a little odd. Yeah, it was odd.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the feeling I got when I watched this is it was a little odd, and and it you know it it upsets me because I do like I like her movies. I like CCB. I'm a big fan of Warren Christie after watching Crashing Through the Snow. Oh my gosh! So I mean, we just came off our great high of Crashing Through the Snow with Warren Christie. I was like, yes, more of him. Let's see it. It didn't work. So we have you know we have CCB. Warren Christie as our two main leads.
1: I have to say I really did like them together. Okay. I you know, I make I make big bold statements here on this podcast. You make like here a here lot and there. incredibly
0: yeah. bold statements all the time.
1: Um I'm going to say and this this it hurts me that this movie wasn't better than it was because I felt that the connection between Candace and Warren was one of the most genuine connections I've seen for CCB, and this one I felt they had like a true, genuine chemistry together. So I actually liked them together, and so I was very disappointed that they didn't have a better movie to be in. So I would actually like to see them in a different movie um, together. Yeah, together.
0: I I didn't I didn't get that connection for me. Um... Uh, it wasn't there for me i didn't really see that again because of the, the because of the so much business mm-hmm. it was hard for me to see the sort of flirting the they had a lot of a lot of dinners at tables it, it was
1: hard it was hard i had to weed through all of the the the, business the spreadsheet. Traffic. she had to yeah. go through all the, the business spreadsheets. weeds uh, but that's how much chemistry they had i
0: felt it maybe i wasn't able to do that then because i for me i think her best you know, again, this I think this episode is gonna be CCB heavy since she is, you know, so so big here. I think, I think her best connection was with Oliver Hudson, even though unfortunately they don't end up together in that one. Spoiler for everyone that hasn't seen it, they don't end up together. Um, I think the connection between those two was was really fun. Uh, but so let's talk like we always do about our meat cute because I love these kind of meat cutes. These are my favorite ones where. You know, you're talking to a stranger and you're supposed to meet someone. Why don't you, as the romantic expert extraordinaire, give us give us a rundown of this?
1: So even though this movie was not romance heavy, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the meet cute. Yeah. I thought it was clever. And I liked that. And we've seen it before, but I do always, for some reason, enjoy it. And I thought they did a great job with this mm-hmm. one that she's talking to him. About him, not yeah. knowing that she's talking to him about himself. Yeah. And I thought it was cute and funny. They had a good rapport. I love, you know, the line after when she finds out that it is, you know, the guy she's waiting for. And he's like, how often do you, do you get to hear someone's unfiltered opinion, like, about yourself? Uh, which is true. So I'm glad that he went with it and played along. And, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, no, I thought that whole scene was cute. It, like I said, it's one of my favorite meet-cute sort of scenario, scenarios that they do. And she played it well, he played it well. It was probably one of the best interactions they had together was that scene. Uh, because it was it, it kind of was about them, you know, and about them meeting each other instead of, you know, with this overhang of, you know, VPs and CFOs and all oh, that cause stuff. Oh, because
1: they were going to get to that yeah, after. so
0: much. <laughs> So it was sort of a preview, I think, of what this movie could have been, and it was it was really nice. It was a really nice sort of meeting.
1: yeah, I felt like there were little glimpses throughout the movie that shone through and uh, that were just really sweet and genuine and there were like I said, there were parts that I, I did enjoy.
0: Well you talk about glimpses, and I think one of the biggest glimpses for me and And I was surprised by this, but when she is making... When Darcy's making dinner for her family, you know, she has her glass of wine, and she's counting down, you know, she's like three, two, one, and the door opens, and her entire family comes in. And so, like, two brothers, a mom and dad, their spouses. Like, it's like a huge thing. That entire scene, I I absolutely loved. Um, Them just coming over to her house, they're eating dinner, they're just having a great time, there's a great scene between... Uh, her and her two brothers outside, where they're kind of asking her what's wrong, you know, and just kind of connecting. And it was, it made me miss them. It made me miss them when they weren't together. You know, it's just great to see all, all the family around her just interacting. Because that to me is, at least for me myself, and I, I, I think a lot of people uh, feel this way Christmas is, is about family, whether it's the family you have or the family you make. And seeing that family interaction was very Christmas-happy for me, and I loved that.
1: Yeah, I loved her house. It was decorated, you know, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel like it was just really sad, though, that she, you know, was leaving her family. I hated that. To go, like, do a pro bono job. Like, it wasn't even, you know. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Um, but the greatest part for me in that whole thing scene was seeing franny yeah i was like i forgot she was in this movie and uh we're talking about Frances flanagan who we love here on the podcast uh she's been in many a hallmark movie she always lights up the screen you know seeing her pop that marshmallow in her husband's (laughs) cocoa uh so franny uh and so yeah she was one of my favorite parts about the movie so, yeah, we were very happy to see her.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And we also have, you know, who's becoming uh, a favorite dad, of, at least of me.
1: Yes, uh, he played the dad in The Baker's Son. Yep. He had a, a, a French accent in, in that movie. <laughs> uh, and that actor is Serge Hood. Uh, and yes, we loved him in The Baker's Son. So I was I was thrilled to see him in this one as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you talked about her, you know, the sadness of her leaving the family. And I felt that. And I think, obviously, she felt that, too. You know, we get some scenes of her, you know, talking to her mom and seeing photos of them all doing the Christmas thing together. And it it made me very sad. Like, that kind of put a downer <laughs> on things. Really. Yeah,
1: even when she's, like, you know, doing all this good and stuff, you know, she she's missing home. And she's seeing the photos that they're sending her. Like, wish you were here. And I was just like, oh, this is sad.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, you know, she does this pro bono work for... And again, I was very confused by this plot. And so if if I get this wrong, I'm I'm just going to apologize. I had a hard time following this for some reason. Uh, She works for a PR firm called GUM. G-U-M-M. Not a great name.
1: GUM. And we don't know what it stands for.
0: Great umbrellas made marshmallows. Great umbrellas made marshmallows. Yep.
1: I'm pretty positive that's gum. probably... Why didn't I think of that?
0: <laughs> she works for gum, and she's doing some pro bono work for AI, which is... Robots. I, I, it kept saying it. It kept saying AI. I know, so I and every
1: it, time I just kept thinking... Robots? Robots?
0: No, but it was Austin Inc., which is William Austin's you know, last name, who is the lead we find out later i mean the wizard the wizard who could have
1: figured it out it was such a twisty plot story
0: um and so and then she all right i'm again hard time she works for gum but she's not working for gum now because she's doing pro bono work for ai who has a client which is emerald because you know emerald city wizard of oz emerald who works with Schools and teachers. Somehow, right?
1: It really what I that that's the thing is like it didn't need to be that complicated. I mean, that's, like, I don't.
0: That's, that's that's me me speaking. That right now is complicated. Yeah. Uh So she does that, and we get to meet some some characters at Emerald who become our scarecrow, lion, and tin man.
1: And again, why why did we need the I Wizard don't know. of Oz theme? I don't know. I mean, uh, so my favorite part about it was these characters, because I feel like they totally jumped into these roles. Like, that's why I wish there was a magical element, because I could have totally seen these characters with a magical element. But I thought they did fantastic with, you know, this crazy plot, (laughs) you know, of having to be these Wizard of Oz characters, but not...
0: Yeah, no, they, they, they really did. Um, you know, we have the Cowardly Lion, Riley, who is the art uh, instructor at this. Riley
1: Lyons, who I was guess. Was his is name our... Lyons? Yeah, yeah. Oh so goodness. I guess he was, well, not I guess. He was supposed to be the Cowardly Lion. Yeah. Um, he
0: needed courage to speak in front of the camera.
1: Yes, he was fantastic. Oh, my goodness. He was, I loved, I loved him. him. Yeah, he was uh, awesome. He was played by Robert Marcus. And then we have Jackie Crow. I believe. Are you kidding? It was her last
0: names. I didn't hear them.
1: They said them. I mean, that's how we knew, you know, wow. who was who.
0: Yeah, um, I just, that went right over my head.
1: Yes. And so obviously she was the scarecrow. And she was great
0: too. Like I loved her entrance. She was hilarious.
1: She, she was played by Jordana Largie, and she was in, don't go Breaking in my heart. She played Ryan Pavey's sister. That's where, um, but I just thought this role was meant for her. I thought she and did. She
0: nailed it. I mean, that when she first met m- yeah, CCB, I was cracking up. Like, CCB was doing, like, this introduction, you know, kind of whispering to herself, trying to figure out how to introduce. And she, Jackie, the character, just comes in. It's like, oh, that one's a little too soft. That one's, like, it was just, oh, it was great. That's
1: yeah. Great. She nailed it. And I thought, yeah, the minute she, like, popped up from behind the mm-hmm. computer screen, I was like, oh, is there going to be a magical element? Because <laughs> they were so into these, like, roles. But no. I feel like that definitely would have elevated the movie if there was a magical element. Because then I would have been like, okay, this is what this movie is. And I would have just... You got
0: to lean into it. You yeah. need to lean into one or the other. If anytime, at least in my opinion, anytime you just go down the straight path, try to play both sides, it just, it never works. It, well, I won't say never. It hardly ever works for me. Um, and then also we have our ten Man, or should I say ten Woman.
1: Yes uh lucia walters played dr bridget tenley i believe was her last name oh my
0: goodness i like hearing these names like oh this is really good i love this (laughs) why didn't they do this why didn't Um, they just go full throttle
1: so yeah all three of them did great and i feel like they really were like we are playing we are in the wizard of oz these were these characters yes So that really was like my favorite part, like getting to see them play these roles. But just wishing that, you know, the whole movie would have been a little bit more fun, fun yeah. than it than it was.
0: No, I, I think so. I think that's a great a great comment. Um, but let's, if we can, speak to some technical aspects. You know, I feel like I got to be, you know, doing my part here for all the all the listeners out there waiting for my lighting review uh it was all right lighting was okay it, it kills me too because the, the movie opens up with ccb in bed with her dog toto and there's like bobo a, i think bobo bobo yeah. toto yeah. yeah uh she's in bed and they're like hugging and stuff and the light there's this window light behind her and it gets the side of her face and it is beautiful guys i'm telling you like we're talking natural window light there didn't seem to be any fill light in there and they they left the other side of her face like dark too and you just had this beautiful contrast going on and my heart skipped a beat i'm
1: like well this sounds better than okay no
0: this was great like this got me excited and for whatever reason they it didn't happen anymore they kind of started lighting things um more on set uh they didn't use a lot of natural lights uh it used a lot of harsh you know we talked about this in the last one a lot of harsh rim lights um on people's heads and it lost it so it's it's like parts of this movie seem to be lit by two different teams maybe i'm, I'm not sure but you could tell a difference and so that's why it was just okay for me because there are some scenes that were just chef kiss you know
1: yeah this movie and this is not a good sign of a christmas movie you know I'm watching the movie, and I for a second forgot that I was watching a Christmas movie yeah. until they said the word Christmas, and then I was like snapped back, like, "Oh, I forgot this is a Christmas movie." Because normally for Christmas movies, we're just like lights everywhere, mm-hmm. lights galore. It feels Christmassy. There's snow. Like we didn't have any of that really in this movie.
0: There, I mean, there was some, except I mean, it- for the
1: for one scene where they're in a a maze. They do this light maze. Which is pretty cool. Which they talk about the maze, like this was not what I was thinking, but it was glorious.
0: Yeah. Probably
1: one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And I, I felt the chemistry between them. They're alone in the light maze. And I really, technically, I thought it was beautiful. And also, in a romantic standpoint, I mean, you can't go wrong with, Tons of Christmas lights.
0: Yeah, I mean, from a technical standpoint, um, yeah, they're they're lit by the lights themselves, and those lights were kind of on the warmer side, um, instead of that kind of LED lights. And so there's a lot of warm light on them. You know, it's it's gorgeous. It is it is beautiful. And then you get the bokeh from the camera because you're at a low aperture, and they're just all sparkly. And it just it looks it looks really nice. And to your point during the romance, yeah, they had, you know I forgot about that connection they had in there. It was super cute when they finally got out. Uh, She says a line. See, I told you I knew the way out. She's awful with directions. And he says, yeah, because you asked that kid where to go. And just like little cute little things like that. I was like, oh, that's adorable.
1: See, I didn't even catch that. It was the looks that got it for me. (laughs) The way they were looking at each other. Like she was almost like leaning back against like the wall of the lights. like, And he was like coming towards her. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling.
0: See, I didn't see that at all. Yeah,
1: yeah. they, they were there was some electricity oh. as they say oh.
0: but yeah that was a very well lit scene but then as soon as they get out of there we have this awful blue sort of rim light on them as they're walking through the the christmas tree farm and it's really warm and it just it just didn't fit for me so lighting was just just okay just okay camera work was great though i was i was happy the camera work pretty standard hallmark fair nothing nothing too fancy you know, we, they, didn't get, they didn't get super creative. Sometimes uh, the director of photography will, will sneak in a really sort of wide, beautiful shot. We didn't see a lot of that in this film. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of talk about, you know, that Christmas feeling here. I thought there, there was some Christmas decorations every once in a while. I mean, we even have, you know, um, I want to call her Dorothy, but Darcy.
1: Well, her name is Darcy Gale, oh my which goodness. is... Dorothy Gale is the character in Wizard of Oz. Wow. So they... You
0: Related. Know. See, if we had some magic, Maybe. we'd know uh, Distant
1: but... niece?
0: A niece. Mm. Um, but we have her opening up a, a Balsam Hill you know, box of, of ornaments, which I thought was... Shout
1: uh, out Balsam Hill. Shout out Balsam Hill.
0: Uh, which, you know, gave me those, those Hallmark vibes because, you know, the old Hallmark used to just sneak those in all the time. Well, not, I say sneak, but they used to be pretty heavy handed with them. Campbell's Soup, Balsam Hill, Folgers was a classic one. Yeah, no, so there it, was
1: no sneaking around with this one.
0: So it definitely just gave me some, some good old school Hallmark vibes with that.
1: Nothing better than in your face, Balsam <laughs> Hill, which is true. Balsam Hill, we love you and we love our Balsam Hill tree. Shout out Balsam Hill. Please uh, slide into our DMs.
0: Um, why don't you pop pop some some more romance for us?
1: Uh, so yeah, the romance was very subtle in this movie. Subtle, uh, subtle, except for that maze scene.
0: Okay, so an undercurrent of romance.
1: Yes, uh, but it was believable to me because you know Darcy's got a job to do, so she's very into her job and business, uh, and so she's. You know working but i mean man can we just talk about warren christie (laughs) for a second i mean coming off of crashing through the snow we
0: were already big fans like
1: him and amy acker together was just undeniable you know i and like i said i think him and ccb had you know good chemistry as well and so, it, there's just, he's just so, like, smooth. Like, he's just like a, I don't, I, like, I can see why, you know, Darcy is getting distracted.
0: <laughs> was it, he had his top button undone a lot. Was it the top button? Was I don't,
1: that... I don't know what it was. Maybe it was all of the lying. I'm not sure. <laughs> all <the lying>. But, <laughs> you know, about who he is yeah, as I a person. <laughs> but... Yeah, he just has a way about him that I just really like. He's just super charming, mm-hmm. and and I, I want to see more. I want to see him in more movies. I didn't know how he was going to feel with the, the clean-shaven yeah. face because he had a bit of a stubble, which I enjoy. Uh, but, no, still still he's did it for me. He's president of a company. He still did it for me. Clean yeah. face, stubble.
0: So he's... He's imprinted himself upon your hallmark heart. Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> that sounds pretty serious. But yes, uh, yes. in a way, yes.
0: Um, so, you know, just, just real quick, talk about the chemistry between them. There was one scene in particular that kind of stood out for me. And for whatever reason, there was a ton of cell phone usage in this movie. Like there was a scene where literally all the characters were around the table looking at their cell phones like I, I don't know what it is about cell phones and films it it just doesn't work for me and so this movie was so cell phone heavy like that's a personal thing for me it just i, I don't get it
1: yeah i don't know if this is the way of the future for for hallmark I, movies but
0: i was not i was not <laughs> here for it. But it it even got to a point where when she's first talking to to william who she thinks is who she thinks is glenn uh they do this weird thing where they split screen do you remember that it's the only time they do it in the film and usually, whenever you do like a trick like this for once in the film, it really stands out. They literally split the screen. You have her on one side and him on the other, and they're talking like they're standing next to each other, but they're on two different they're in two different places on the on the phone. Do you remember that? I do not. It was crazy. Um, let's maybe not let's not do that again. Uh, it really just if you're gonna you know I, I get you don't want them to meet, but it just really threw me off. I was not I was not feeling that.
1: Oh, the first time they speak. Yeah. Before they meet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just do a cut. Just do a cut there. You don't need to get cute there. Just do a cut. Personal opinion.
1: Yeah. One scene comes to mind uh, that I thought was really cute was when they're getting dinner together and she's, I guess he's like recommending something for her on the menu. And he's like, oh, the caprese salad is really good. And they have like a whole thing about caprese salad and... And then so she decides to order. She's like, I'll have the caprese. And then he says, uh, and I'll start with the bruschetta. <laughs> and she gives him this look, which I even looked like, I just, I don't know. I just thought I loved that scene. I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant and cute. And, um, and then I love that she like shares her caprese with him. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, you love caprese. <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. It was just a very... It was just a very, like, natural, like, scene. That, to me, reminded me of, like, Sarah Montana dialogue. Like, it just, I don't know. It was funny and, and clever and, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I'd I forgotten about that. Yeah, that was a very cute scene that they had together. And it was a very genuine scene of these two characters where you get to see them sort of interact. There wasn't this overhang of, of business and who's working for whom and, and, AI. Of Oz and AI the robots
1: just watching them all the time. Yeah,
0: so it was, it was a very cute scene and allowed these characters to breathe and interact together. And I just, I wish we'd gotten this more. You said it yourself, you want them together in another movie. I'm here. I'd like to see that.
1: Yeah. Too. The glimpses that we got that with them in these little intimate moments kept me interested, kept me going yeah. through the movie, but there just wasn't enough of it. So, yeah, I would love to see more in, more of them and maybe another movie where it's just a little more homey.
0: Yeah, homey, because they, they do homey so well. Like I said, the family scene with uh, with Darcy and her family, like we, we were both upset when they, that I was gone. So more family... More of them. Than-
1: we do get, you know, the Auntie M character, played by Franny Flanagan, uh, you know, calling in. So she was kind of like her her beacon, her, you know, wisdom. She uh-huh. always gives the I wisdom. Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah. Uh so I I did like that, that we did get a little bit of home coming back. Every
0: once in a while uh, through cell phones.
1: Through cell phones, yes. But uh so yeah, I did enjoy that that aspect of it. But yeah, I don't know, when it's And I feel like they were trying to make it a little bit more, you know, heartfelt because it was about the kids. But I didn't really feel it.
0: We didn't get to meet. Usually when they do something like that in these films, they'll have, you know, I don't want to use this word mascot, but they'll have like a a child mascot who represents the issue they're dealing with. Right. So with the, the schools and the kids, there's usually one kid who you know, gets introduced and they're dealing with something and you get to kind of, you have a face to the problem or the issue that Well,
1: they talk, she wants, Darcy wants to do something like that at the thing and they're like, oh, well, we don't, you know, the kid's oh, right, privacy do, yeah. and stuff the and The tan everything. woman
0: did not want that. She yeah. was not about that.
1: <laughs> so, which is understandable, like yeah. in real life, but for a movie, it's like we want, we need the kid so we can feel the heart.
0: Yeah, we can get that connection.
1: Uh We do get some heart. Some heart, Through, huh? through Who gets the heart? Through dance. Which, why was there a dance? I'm not sure, but...
0: Well, okay. So this, this scene, let's just back up. Let's back up and explain why there is a dance. So, yeah, it, was, it seemed, seemed a little strange. I'm not sure. I, I thought, actually, when, when Riley first kind of spins her way at the rehearsal um, and we see her dance a little bit, I thought that he would be like, oh oh, Glenn would you like to step in and, and dance with her like I thought it, he would kind of hand her off to Glenn and we'd see them dance I thought N- it, we didn't that didn't happen it was it was odd it was it's because
1: Riley well no because he got his courage with the you know speaking on television yeah. so I don't know why there needed to be a dance I think that the actor Robert Marcus was just super talented and he can sing and dance mm-hmm. tap dance yeah yeah uh, And be funny, like triple threat there. So they just wanted to showcase maybe all of his talents um, is what I was thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe. And then even, but when they actually do dance at the end, you know, we have Darcy and uh, Riley dancing at the end. It was, it was very unusual. That scene, extremely unusual for a couple of reasons. One, it, it went on too long. Like it was, it was a dance. It was a dance. It, it felt like I was watching Dancing with the Stars. Like it was a, or so you think you can dance? It was a dance.
1: I mean, CCB did win Dancing with the Stars. Did she win so it? May, yeah, I'm pretty sure she won well, then it. then this is
0: her flexing and I'm all for that. Yeah. If you want to flex like that, <laughs> That's what if you win it, no, I didn't realize she won it. If she won it, yeah, you can dance in whatever movie you want. Good for her. I'm all for I'm here for it. I take everything back. I'm here for her dancing this movie. Um, if you're gonna dance, though, you need to have music. You can't acapella a group of kids singing behind you. Give me like a you know an orchestra somewhere off to the side, even someone with a violin playing. You need some music to dance. And it was, it was awkward and unusual. Um, it was yeah. I'm kind of like smiling to myself a little bit, like just <laughs> thinking about that scene because it was just, it was it was odd.
1: But it she danced odd, well. They did. They but both they danced, did great. They yeah. both
0: danced well. Yeah. Um, but I just
1: kept thinking. <laughs> why yeah why is this happening Yeah. i didn't know how that helped them showcase the children like because that's what i thought it was about because well, he but... said
0: riley said if the children see us dancing then they'll know that there's a future for them in dance even though the children were singing and not dancing so it made perfect sense to me yeah. i'm sorry you had trouble <laughs> with it i i knew exactly right me and riley are like this i know exactly what he's talking so about. sorry um there's a scene, just real quick, there's a scene, I don't know if you caught this, I'm sure you did, because I, I caught it, I thought it was hilarious, where they're going to speak to to William, you know, the wizard. They're literally trying to find the Wizard of Oz. And, they, and uh, Darcy says something like, we're going to do this together, and they all lock arms, and they skip down, it's like a yellow marble path in the corporate office building.
1: How could I not?
0: Oh my goodness, it was, <laughs> it was great. I mean, it was ridiculous. Was it? It was ridiculous in the context of this movie because it was trying to be serious, but I w- it was it was great.
1: Yeah, after a point, I just would, you know, snicker. And every time, you know, I'd see a, a reference, uh, Wizard of Oz reference, and I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, again, don't know why it had to be, but, you know, hey, why not? You know, people try all sorts of things.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's literally a line in this film where the boss, where William's boss, who is the Wicked Witch of the West, oh my I guess, she literally says to him, fly, 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 just like that. And and at that point, you know, they're just like, okay, we're just going to run with it. And I almost, and like, I like that because I wanted more of that. Like, you got to lean into it. If you're doing this for whatever reason, lean into it more. And that's why I think we like the supporting cast so much is because they, they leaned, leaned into it. Yes. They leaned hard into it.
1: Yeah, the fly, uh, fly, uh, also the Wicked Witch uh, was Winona, played by Brenda Critchlow. And she did a, a fantastic job. Yeah, I, was I was like, man, was we've got a villain here. Yeah, she
0: was a legit villain. I was like, what are you? Yeah, I was mad. And then
1: all of a sudden, so maybe there was a bit of magic because she just magically turned very nice.
0: Yeah, so at the end.
1: After, you know, after William comes out. Well, to some of that Darcy magic. I is, mean, but...
0: she realized how special Darcy was, you know. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, just kind of wrapping this up a little bit, I, I just got to say one of the funniest scenes to me. So she misses home, as, you know, because she's in Connecticut away from her family. She misses home. She tells uh, Glenn, Glenn about Glenn
1: William. Glenn William. Which, she
0: tells the wizard, who's yeah. the wizard? She tells The Wizard of Oz um, about how her mom would make these snickerdoodles every Christmas. And and actually, it was a really touching scene when Glenn tells her about how his mom would get them all books for Christmas Eve, and they would have ginger snaps and and read them on Christmas Eve. And that was the first moment in the film where I was like, I got that Christmas that Christmas spirit right here, you know, like that touched me, that scene. It was, it was performed brilliantly.
1: Glimpses, I tell you, just little glimpses. Yeah,
0: exactly, glimpses. And, uh, so he gets her like a snickerdoodle from like a, a store as they are walking out and she takes a bite of it and, <laughs> and her face, she says she likes the cookie. You know, Glenn's like, D- do you like it? Like, he's like really hopeful because she, he just wants to give her a taste of home. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's great. And you can tell. She
1: did not
0: she hated like it. Like that
1: cookie.
0: That must have been the worst cookie in the world because she, I, I couldn't believe it.
1: And then she tries to make it look like she's like sharing like, oh, have a bite. But really, she just wants to eat less of that cookie.
0: She's she, like, taste what you gave me. Taste yeah. what you gave me. Taste this vile thing. Um, she's
1: like, this does not taste like home. I
0: know. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was meant to be a cute scene, but for whatever reason, the the cut there on, on CCB was not not great with her expression on that that cookie
1: yeah um you know and even though there wasn't like i felt like they were trying to add some heart to it there was and the parts that there that there were the more heartfelt scenes i feel like really worked well for me i think both candace and warren did really well with the emotion yeah. that they had to bring it was for tears. this movie. Yeah, yeah, I got a little teary-eyed myself. Um so, you know, we we can talk about the conflict of Glenn not being Glenn.
0: I didn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we knew it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. You know, they they do the conflict at the end. Uh, it, you know, it was fine. I mean, she was she had a right to be upset. You know, she ran off back home because that's where she wanted to be. So, honestly, it was fine for me.
1: Well, the scene that I'm speaking of, of emotion, is before she runs back home, she runs out of, you know, the building. And I thought that scene was so good. When she turns around and she just says, I'm upset.
0: Yes. Yes, that was such a real line. I
1: know. Such a
0: real line.
1: It was so simple. She didn't need to have, like, this huge, like, monologue. Yeah. She was just like, I'm upset. Mm-hmm. And you could see it. Like, she didn't even need to say it, but I love that she said it. It was just so simple. And and just both of them. That scene, I felt, was so well done between both of them. And, yeah, she got me. I was like, <laughs> you know, I was crying with her. And then she was like, you know what I'm feeling? I'm hurt. Like it was just yeah. very simple lines, but it was. I just thought it was perfect.
0: I, I 100% agree with you on that, I and mean, I think you, you nailed it. You know these simple lines. It felt authentic to me, and I think that's why the conflict. The conflict didn't bother me because they talked about it. They talked about it. You know, it wasn't like she saw something and then ran off without discussing it with him. She expressed her feelings to him. He knew he messed up. He tried to. You know. Uh, explain himself and so seeing that happen the way it happened acted so well by both of these actors um, was yeah it was really nice it was I think you you did you did it justice I'm just repeating what you said so
1: yeah Yeah. so yeah I mean she goes back home rightfully so she's upset
0: because I mean when you have a family like that it's great great family
1: yeah and
0: she gets a real snickerdoodle from her stepmom not the the poison that Glenn tried to feed her back in Connecticut. <laughs> um, and there's a really cute scene, and obviously, you know, the <laughs> we have the we have the fly, fly, fly scene from the the witch, his boss. He comes, he comes back to make amends with her, and we have a, a lovely scene on the porch, this beautiful porch. He makes a big speech to Darcy, and you know it's touching. We think we're gonna get a kiss, but all of a sudden she's like. No, you you have to go, and we're like, what? I was like, what? What is going on here? She's like, my family's coming. Like, you need to get off this porch right now. They're gonna see. Like, it was really cute. I wasn't expecting that.
1: It was cute because she's like, that was so sweet, and you know, that was so wonderful, and like, I really want to talk to you about this, but because I'm like, what is happening? She's like, but my entire family is like (laughs) ready to go. It's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. Uh, so no, I did. I thought that was really funny, and. And I, and I love, you know, how they did it. But yes, I love that he showed up and he came to her home. And yeah, it was just really sweet. I liked that we got to see him, you know, have Christmas with her family. Like I said, like their relationship through it seemed very believable to me. It yeah. was very subtle. It was a slow burn, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, the progression of it. So I just I liked being able to see a little bit more of them together at the end you know like him with her brothers and we had that we got that weird little scene where his her brother is like showing him Uh, something something on his phone phone, just kind of like whispering (laughs) nothing Uh, to him (laughs) uh, Uh, (laughs) it was was. a weird scene Uh, uh, i was like he's not saying anything he's like you know he's saying something to him but he's
0: not it was hilarious
1: um But no, I just thought it was cute. I like that, you know. We got to see that. So then I was like, finally, it feels like Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: And and you know, then we get a kiss out on the porch. Well, we get
0: a whole lengthy dialogue between the two, um, which I didn't like. It was it kind of ruined. the It was more business. It it was. It was more. It was literally more business. Like, you know, we're gonna open up something in Kansas City. It's like, no, you. Why would you do that? And then it's like we need
1: a VP of communications. Yeah. Can
0: you be my VP? Like. No, stop that. Let's talk about it. We
1: already love. know that's gonna happen. Yeah, come on. Um or maybe they should have had it sooner or something, so that the very yeah. end scene wouldn't have been Just give me that romance. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree I agree with you for once.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the kiss it it looked like it was a good one, but again, they do the thing that I don't like. They the minute the lips lock, the camera starts, you know, pulling back. And so, from what I could see, it looked like a good kiss. Yeah. Uh, now, it wasn't a crashing through the snow kiss. Well, we
0: had multiple angles on that crashing through the snow but kiss. Like, they for went, good reason. They went low. They went tight. <laughs> they went high. Like, it was crazy. They had so much coverage of that kiss. Couldn't believe it. It was like watching the moon landing. <laughs> Insane.
1: Um, so, no. We did not get that kind of coverage for this kiss. But from what I could tell... It looked like it looked like a really nice kiss. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, we got to see the porch, uh, you know, all decorated, which was really nice.
0: What, what's what's important in the scene? Should we should we focus on the kissing? <laughs> no, no, no. Get the decorations. That's what the people want to see.
1: I mean, both are important, but <laughs> the kiss maybe a little bit more important. And they
0: pull back, and it's over.
1: Yeah, I do. We did forget one supporting cast member that I feel deserves some credit. Yeah, because please shout out. I actually really enjoyed her character, and that was William's
0: assistant. Oh, my. Yes, I have her in my notes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she was uh, played by Steffi Chen Salvo, um, uh, the assistant Jade and i just thought yeah she was funny and like all of her lines i know we didn't talk much about it because romance and technical and you know but every little sprinkle of her that was in there you know she made me laugh and she had some good lines in there so yeah she was uh,
0: a a much welcome beacon in a sea of business
1: yes you know so if we had to have business get you jade as an assistant uh because yeah she was a a nice sort of fun fun aspect of all of the business
0: um so that is if i only had christmas uh definitely not one of our favorites uh but there like you like you said you know there were some some moments uh, that we could see where this movie was
1: we could see the potential
0: you know like you know we'd like to try we you know we we try to be very honest with these um but I, I just, I don't know for the life of me how all this got combined together. If I was just taking a guess, I think this was not a Christmas movie at first. And they made it a Christmas movie at the last minute somehow. Possibly. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't, yeah, I don't think this was a Christmas movie at first. I think this was probably, you know, a, maybe a, a summer, spring movie, which featured the Wizard of Oz. You know what I mean? Like that was the, that was the pitch. And they're like, yo, what if we add Christmas to this? Let's bring a little Christmas on this Wizard a of Oz. A
1: Christmas Wizard of Oz about robots?
0: Let's do it. Let's, <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it. So it was it was too much. It was too much. And if they just kind of scaled back, I think we would have had a much stronger film here because the performances that we got, I thought were more strong. So.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the parts, yeah, that were heartfelt and warm, those did stand out. So, you know, I think it was a great cast I think it was a good effort and uh, more more Christie, please.
0: Yeah. And let's get some uh, CCB back in Magic Land, huh? Let's get <laughs> Let's get her dating. Let's get her with Santa's those
1: aurora borealis and you know, those sand Time Santas.
0: traveling. Give me give me all of that. I,
1: CCB in a shed. That's <laughs> what that's what we need.
0: Well, <laughs> we know
1: a time traveling let me let me be clear
0: <laughs>
1: if you haven't seen the movie then that wouldn't make sense to you it is a time traveling shed but there has to be a comment we should review that movie i
0: was gonna say it makes no sense when you say <laughs> when you say that it is even when you say it's a time traveling shed again that makes even less sense no but that's um, why
1: it's so good
0: but we want more of it we want more of it i hope you guys enjoyed this episode we will be back next week with another one. Uh, we're
1: starting our second wave of summer wave. movies. I see what you did. We there. went from summer to Christmas, back to summer. So
0: we've got some. We've got some ones coming up.
1: Yeah, coming up. Yep, yeah, we're excited. As always, make sure you are subscribed to mm-hmm. the podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening on Apple, especially, please give us a rating and review. Uh, we would love to see what you guys think of the show, and we love it, hearing from you guys.
0: It really helps us out, even if you, if you don't like us, if you leave us a bad review, um, it still helps us out for some. For reason. some
1: reason, Ham loves uh, loves the bad reviews. So,
0: like this person doesn't really no. <laughs> So uh, don't
1: give us a bad review just for fun. Only if you really don't like it.
0: Um, and also, you know, I just want to give a shout out to the messages that we've been getting. It's, you know, I say this every time, but we really do love hearing from you guys. You know, Um, we're fans ourselves. And so getting to to speak to other fans, talking about films, hearing what you guys think about them, you know, bringing to light things we've missed, you know, I I love it. Uh,
1: Yes. Thank you guys so much. And we will be back next week.
0: Thanks, guys.